Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. Thank you. Always good to have y'all back. Today we're tackling what I'm going to call is a very interesting topic, but a necessary topic. Kind of an odd one. It is. It's kind of something that just kind of dawned on us and we're like, oh my God, that is something that needs to be discussed. And it is the concept and the how to be a bachelor, but with a different twist. The, uh, I think we want to refine what we're talking about with that. Yes, exactly. Um, because what's happening here is now most people are going to think, and this is what we found too in our research, when you Google how to be a bachelor, a bachelor's guide, or uh, a bachelor's how-to survival guide, it's always a kind of the same thing. It's kind of either telling you how to prepare your house in order to lure women in type of thing, or how, how to trick to, a woman to have sex with you. Yes, or, or how to apply for a bachelor's degree. It's going to be something weird like that. Uh, but they don't really talk to you about what it is to be a bachelor and some actual survival tips for bachelorhood uh things that you would need to know in order to actually do some day-to-day living type of thing not just yes bachelorhood the idea should be about what being an independent person a fully formed human being without the definition if you are looking for a relationship if you aren't looking for a relationship if you plan to someday be in a relationship that's not part of what we're discussing we're not trying to like teach, uh, give anyone advice like here's how to convince a woman to get into your house so you can trap her. Here's how to get a woman to think you're cleaner than you are. Mm-hmm. You should just be clean. Be clean. <laughs> don't be dirty. Like don't be nasty. Be clean. That should already that should just be being an adult and <laughs> a human being. Yes. And this isn't to it's a gendered term, obviously, and kind of outdated. But I think you know what we're talking about here, and we it is easier for us to discuss this from the point of view of uh, men over the age of 30 who don't live with another, with, with a significant other. That's the point of view we have. So that's what, that's what we're going to be speaking from. Yeah. And I think that our point of view will really help a lot of people and it will help a lot of people who are in different age categories. If you're uh, much younger and you're starting off on your first, you know, uh, journey down bachelor road or no, if not, you... again we're not talking about the college student who has dad's credit card and a food card at the uh at the cafeteria on campus mm-hmm. and rent has been paid for we're talking about people who you have to pay your rent and you have to go to work and nothing else is coming to help you <laughs> yeah no you are on your own you are a man of um i don't want to say a man of means but a man who can get things taken care of for oneself because as a bachelor you are responsible for yourself and you are responsible for you know maintaining your own household and how do you do that and what are some you know basic tips to kind of help you survive that because you know, I wish there was someone who had advised me when I first became a, you know, a bachelor many years ago uh, as to how to kind of maneuver through this a little bit easier and instead of, you know, figuring it out on my own and being like, oh my God, I made so many mistakes. <laughs> sure, as you would, because it's yeah. not really discussed in these terms. Again, most people talk about bachelorhood as being like, seeking like either you know a a form of education 
or just trying to get laid. Yeah. <clears throat> Where and and we we should also point out this isn't only useful for like someone who's just leaving college. This is also useful for the plethora of um, men that got married and did a poor job of it, either married the wrong person or not who they said they were and misrepresented mm -hmm. themselves to the woman and the marriage fell apart or they parted ways amicably because people change over time. Mm -hmm. No judgment there. But you are returning to bachelorhood from a, peer, a, a much younger period. Now, and I'm sure for you, it might be very important and very useful to get a new woman as quickly as possible, but you need to be able to take care of yourself and be a, a whole person on your own. So for some people, this might be like a, a their their return to bachelorhood might be our age group or just just a tad younger or even a little tad older, and still need to learn like well, you don't have a partner in your day to day. You're going to need to take care of yourself more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the goal you should bachelorhood should be learning to take care of yourself so you do not require someone to be mom that you sleep with. That's not mm -hmm. a good thing. Don't go for that. You're a whole person, so you don't need another person. You can partner with someone and you can spend your lives together if you want, or you continue being happy, uh, perfectly happy on your own. Yeah. That's what it's for. That's what we're discussing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's kind of somewhat jump into it. I think you gave a pretty good definition of what a bachelor is, right? Uh, but let's let's go ahead and give a, a Let's give them that definition again. Just, just that way we are confirming the type of person we are speaking about. Carlo, what is your definition of a bachelor? For the terms we're going, we're discussing now, it absolutely applies to women as well, um, or to any group at all, really. But it is the the age group of true independence. It's no longer the getting your toe, dipping your toe into it of college. It is not the um, I married my high school sweetheart and we immediately started living together person. Like you, you decided to circumvent that independence. Mm -hmm. And I think the word independence is very important here because the more you are beholden and reliant on someone else for your day-to-day -day life, the less you are a bachelor. Yes. So I, I think you work, you have to get up on time. There isn't anyone to come do that for you. There's no one who's going to call your mom and go like, well, his grades aren't good. That's all gone. It is up to you. If you don't go to work every day, you get fired. If you don't, if you get fired, you can't make rent. If you don't get rent, you are homeless. Yes. You pay the car note. You take care of yourself. You don't have mm -hmm. uh, structured expectations to hold on to you because those are gone. And we don't discuss that as a society. So much of, uh, of it is after uh, college, you'll find someone, you'll get married, and then you go be married. Well, mm. what do we do as marriage? Like maybe your parents can tell you how to get a mortgage. Maybe they taught you to cook. Maybe they taught you to take care of stuff, but they've never sat, they very likely never sat you down and go like, here's what you need to know. Like I never, my father never taught me how to unclog a toilet. Mm -hmm. He just didn't. They didn't get anything around to it. He never <laughs> stopped to do it. He's not a great dad. But even if my, if my father had taught me to do that, he didn't not teach me how to do a, how to maybe he wouldn't teach me how to like change a tire maybe he wouldn't have taught me how to go shopping how to uh buy a car he, there no parent is going to know like all right sit down we're having adulthood classes mm -hmm. they try their best to be adults and have you and sometimes they remember to teach you things and some things sometimes you just get the example and hope it works out oh yeah because we don't have adulthood classes no no reason. that's that but we don't we really should we really should and uh, I think that's a pretty good definition, you know, um, 
definitely an individual who's not married, having to survive and pay the bills on their own, and whose main mean of support is themselves. You know, that's that's and you know you gotta t- you gotta take care of that. You gotta tend to that. So let's talk about some things that they should know in order to take care of yourself. So let's do scenario time. Let's go down the magical land of make-believe, shall we? Let's say you're an individual who's freshly out of college or you've moved out of your parents' house and you've obtained your first dwelling, whether it's an apartment or a condo or you had the means to buy your own house. Uh, whatever. So you get out there and you have your first dwelling place. Okay. You are on your own. There's no one else there to take care of you. There's no wife, no girlfriend, no mom, no dad, nothing like that. You know, you are on your own. Exciting bachelor life. What are you doing to survive? What skills should this said person have in order to survive let's get you through the month essentially yes let's get let's... you alive from the beginning of the month to the end of the month yes let's... And not going down a dark path absolutely and one of those things that i think you definitely need to know in order to start surviving at this point is going to be how to somewhat cook i'm not saying you got to go out and be a gourmet chef I'm not saying you got to go out and you have to know how to cook everything and, you know, the, the Martha Stewart cookbook there. Uh, what I'm saying is that you got to be able to somewhat cook and beyond the means of I threw it in the microwave and I ate it. Pouring a can of, of soup into, the, into a bowl is not cooking. Yeah. That is, that happens sometimes. I know. I've done it myself where like all I had is a, a can of soup or heat it up and eat it with crackers mm. mostly it's because i'm sick um i used to love cooking i don't really i don't really cook much anymore i have a terrible kitchen for it but it's important to just be able to feed yourself beyond well here's a grease and salt formed into a nugget that i'll put in the oven and heat and that's my dinner six days a week for the love of god don't do that have occasionally a little something else and it doesn't have to be that complicated again it doesn't have to be um butterflied uh coconut chicken breast with mango chutney and pilaf fried rice. It doesn't have to be that, exp- that expensive. Uh, go online and you can find thousands of three ingredient dinners. Um, a favorite of mine, because I'm nominally Cajun to an extent. Um, I'm not, but nominally. Uh, <laughs> is uh, I like to get, uh, say on, on Sunday night, I treat myself to a Chinese. I get some fried rice. I get some egg rolls. I get some sesame chicken. Um, and I'll get a big, huge brick. It always comes a little paper box brick of plain white, steamed white rice. The next day, it's going to be dried out. It's not going to be good. And I got fried rice. Maybe I don't want to just eat plain, plain fried rice. I am treating myself in this moment. So I put that in the fridge. Now I can throw it away and be wasteful. Or maybe Monday night, if there are no leftovers and it's time to cook something, get a walk, throw in the fried rice, throw in a little bit of um, uh, sesame oil or or soy sauce, just a little bit. Toss in a can of kidney beans, just red kidney beans. Toss it in, sli- uh, brown some sausage in a skillet, slice it into medallions, throw it in, cook together. And I have, it's not a real, really fancy red beans and rice by any stretch, but it's red beans and rice with sausage. It is a meal. It is uh, two proteins and a grain. 
Um, I pro if you want to get fancy, dice up some onions, throw that in there. Some garlic is always welcome. Spices, much whatever hot sauce you like to give it some kick and some flavor. But I went from having leftovers in my fridge to an actual functioning meal. If I want to get fancy, some green onions on top, and I, I can pretend I'm Gordon Ramsay. It's fine. I mm. can do the salt bay sprinkle. It's fine. But it doesn't take a lot of difficulty, and it gives me something, a treat. It is something I can look forward to. It's a dinner. It's not, well, I still have some leftover Funyuns, and I guess I'll have another bowl of cereal. We don't need to do that. We're adults now. Yeah. It happens every once in a while? Sure. But not all the time. Sometimes maybe that, that shouldn't be your staple. Your 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 staple shouldn't yeah. be like Count Chocula or anything like that. It should be, you know, something that you can do. And there are some simple, quick, easy things to do, like what Carlo just explained. I know one of my go-tos is, and I'm I'm gonna say this, I like sausages. Okay, because they are easy to cook and they are quick to cook, especially I know not all of us, you know, after a long day of work, because let's be honest, you're not always in your dwelling. You wake up, you go to work for eight plus hours, maybe, and then you come back and you're exhausted. Sometimes you don't want to cook. And so sometimes you want to do something really simple. And you know what? Find go out, find your favorite type of sausage. They're thousands of them out there i know right now i'm i'm kind of in love with this uh cranberry and sage sausage that i found and i will heat that up i will throw that into the uh, a toaster oven heat that up and i'll have some type of greens with it whether it's green beans or asparagus or something i'll kind of throw that all in the oven and let it do its thing and while it's cooking i will go off and i will take a shower and I will come back and it's ready to go. Toaster ovens are an amazing time saver. <laughs> Let me tell you that. You know, you can just, you can make yourself a simple meal and a good meal in something like a toaster oven and just be kind of ready to go with it. You know, uh, that's something that I suggest is getting yourself a pack of sausage and some, uh, a green vegetable to go with it and kind of roasting them together. Add a little to your veggies, add a little bit of olive oil and some salt and pepper or just salt and uh, throw that in there in a little bit of aluminum. Let that heat up next to the sausages and you are you're done when you get out that shower and you're ready to eat it. Just put it on the plate and you're good to go. It, it doesn't have to be that difficult. You don't have to not, I, everyone. I believe everyone should learn to look, cook a bit. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, director Robert Rodriguez's point of view. Saying you don't know how to cook is like saying you don't know how to fuck. And I found this to be true because I've known people who didn't know how to cook. They didn't know how to fuck. <laughs> so I'm saying there's a line there. Like I, Again, I used to love to cook and I would actually, I would watch Food Network for recipes and I would try all this weird shit. And I was never a magnificent, but I had a lot of enthusiasm. Again, I think it holds true what I said earlier. But having a few like really good recipes when you want to really like surprise somebody like I, I can do a basically decent beef bouillon mm -hmm. basically decent it's fine you'll it'll, you'll be happy with it it was great with some good with good strong red wine um i absolutely took it it, it is a um oh, i'm an asshole i can't remember his name no reservations oh anthony bourdain uh, thank you i'm such an i love anthony bourdain read his books i even read his weird self self-insert detective fiction i actually really oh. enjoyed it but <laughs> i love his shit but the um but it's based on his like quick and easy dirty 
uh, beef bouillon. So I was like, oh, yeah, I want to learn that one. Absolutely delicious. Not that difficult. It does take three hours. Oh, that's not wow. an everyday meal. Yeah. yeah, that's not a meal I'm going to do very often. But sometimes if I do want to impress, I'll have that. But on day to day, maybe I want to do one of my one of the dumbest and my favorite uh, recipes uh, for a dessert is uh, three ingredient peanut butter cookies. And it's, it's horrible. People hate it when they know what's in it. Hmm. If you take peanut butter, uh-huh. crunchy smooth, your call, little, uh, just regular butter, and Splenda. Wow, really? That's actually all you need, yeah. Look it up. It's, you can find it somewhere online. But that's really actually all you'll need. It, um, it will firm up. It'll never get crispy. It'll stay gooey because it's not enough protein. The, the protein is all in the peanut butter. Damn. So it'll, it, <clears throat> it doesn't become like matrixy and get hard. It stays pretty, uh, pretty uh, soft. If you like a soft peanut butter cookie, they taste fantastic. Until someone you, hear, uh, you tell, uh, from my experience, if you tell people, yeah, instead of just putting a bunch of sugar, I use Splenda. Then they go, oh, I can taste the Splenda. Like you just ate twelve, bitch. You liked it. Yeah, you get mad at me. All right, has Splenda. Hate Live with it. Yeah, just hating. Like mm. it's sweet. It tastes. It's good. It tastes fine. Um, but. Learning a couple of uh, go-to, even like I do red beans and rice and sausage probably two times a month. Hmm. And I jazz it up a little bit, but I have those very basic meals all the time. When I can, I treat myself to go out because I like, I prefer to go out to eat um, or I get takeout these days. Um, Or I'll give myself something fancy and make a real meal. Hmm. But it's a ramping up. You will learn to get cook overall by learning to make a few simple dishes like sausage and, and, uh, and veggies. Like that base, okay, now I have that. What if I did try to make a, a risotto? It's just, yeah. it's like, a, why not? You know? Or so pasta, I can make pasta. So or so pasta and uh, some chicken broth. I don't have to make my own chicken broth. You yeah. can, it's very handy and time and money saving. If you don't buy some chicken broth, get the or so pasta or even just rice, put butter and cook it together. And you essentially have a risotto and that's a creamy rice dish. Looks amazing, tastes great, put it next to anything. Yeah. I think another good thing to kind of go here with, if you are a bachelor and you're trying to survive for the first time, um, and again, time is precious and you don't always, like I said, after work, you just don't feel like, you know, cooking a lot of times, you know, whatever your day may be. You want to also get familiar with crock pot cooking. I mean, that's, that's something you can set in the morning. And by the time you come back from work, it's done and ready to go uh provided something weird and horrible didn't happen like the power went out for a little bit while you're gone <laughs> yeah hopefully you're you can rely on your electricity now and then you're like fuck no but uh then you can um but yeah you could set it in the morning and by the time you get home you i mean provided that you set it to low it's you know an eight hour you know crock pot cooking and you can do a lot i, I was totally shocked how much you can do with crock pot cooking now oh, yeah. uh, but i mean it's not just for soups and stews i mean you can make all kinds of very exciting meals i made one that i have to tell you um i'll find it and i'll get it posted to one of our social medias because it was surprisingly really really good it was this asian chicken in a crock pot and it was something you said in the morning. It was done by the time you got home. I tried it. I got to tell you, it was 
amazing, truly amazing. And it was just so good. And the beauty about that is sometimes you will have enough left over for a couple more days and you can use that either for future dinners or tomorrow's lunch or whatever you'd like to use it for. But you have a couple of meals that you can squeeze out of it. Kind of like what Carla was saying, you know, sometimes like you, you order Asian, you come back, you got that extra rice, you're not going to finish it all. And then you uh, dress it up, cook it up in a different way. And you have another meal out of it. And sometimes it's about also kind of, I don't want to say extending your meals, but being more cost effective with meals. Uh, you know, like you have enough left over for tomorrow or you have enough that you can make something a little extra and maybe stretch it out a couple of days. Um, down here in Houston, Texas, I got to tell you, uh, we are generous with those restaurant servings here. <laughs> you, you're definitely going home with some type of, you know, doggy bag or leftover tray and that's lunch for tomorrow or something like that you know what killed me carlo and i i didn't think about how fortunate we are down here compared to some of our friends out in new york um yeah. one time um uh, i went out to new york with with an ex of mine and we met up with some some of our theater friends that are over there in new york now i'm not going to give names but we met up with a few of them and they were just raving about like sometimes they get these meal deals like specials on Chinese food mm -hmm. and how they're going to stretch that that Chinese food out for almost a week. Really? And I was like, go fuck yourself. Are you serious? And then it, it never dawns on me because, you know, I don't live in New York, but that cost of living is a nightmare out there. And food is so damn expensive, not just like at restaurants, but like grocery stores too. And so you... It's a, it's a cramped island. Getting stuff in there is impossible. Yeah. And then you have to mm -hmm. really stretch your food budget out by buying something like oh, well, I bought this Asian dish. I'm just going to eat this part of it today. And then I'm stretching the rest of it out for the next four days. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, where we're very fortunate down here uh, to be in a more cost-effective area. Um, our yeah. cost of living is definitely cheaper down here. And that's something else. I'm going to throw this out there for those of you who are going out for the first time and picking a place to live. Uh, you may want to pick a state too. <laughs> uh, cost of living is ridiculous. And that's something you have to factor in. You know, there's a big difference uh, in things such as, you know, I live in New York and the rent here is so expensive that I'm forced to live with four other roommates in order to, to survive compared to I live in Houston, Texas I can afford to live by myself in an apartment. Yeah. And if I want, if I chose to, I could take on a roommate just to make a little extra money for myself. Yeah. Or if I want a really nice place. Yeah. You know, then we can do something like that opposed to New York where that's not an option. You are getting roommates because yeah. you can't fucking afford rent on your own over there.
Definitely and, something to consider. Like, yeah. Same thing with California. It's not like you don't hear about cheap rent in California. And that's why you see a lot of Californians. And I know this has been a big debate for us Texans. A lot of Californians moving to Texas because it's a cheaper way of living over here. Yeah. And are we, I think the last time I looked into it, we are, our cost of living is 13% cheaper than the national average, which right. that may be a little bit out of date from the last time I, I looked into that, but we still remain to be one of the cheapest states to come to live in. And that is kind of a bachelor thing to consider. I know it's not something that everyone considers, but it has a choice. To think of, you know, it really is something to think of, you know, because you got to pay for that lifestyle. Yeah. And it's something to consider, uh, if, you know, seeking a job or something. And if they're like, are you willing to move? Sure. Where are you th thinking of moving me? They will go, oh, here, great. Then you need to pay, are you paying me this much to work, to live there? Because this is how much it costs to live there. And that's not, that's not, again, something you might not have realized. I'm on my own. I can make it work. Hey, I can live here for this much. I'm sure it's the same over there. I'm going to send me there. Great. Find out how much it costs. Don't ask them. They'll lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you want to do your research and things like that because you don't want to end up in a situation where like, oh my God, hey, uh, move over here to uh, Los Angeles. And then you, the you accept that job in Los Angeles and you realize that the yearly income that you're making is not enough to you know keep you alive on the los angeles yeah. you know income situation so you want to be very cautious of those things i mean getting a first job is exciting getting a very fancy first job is exciting but you got to match up dollar for dollar those kind of moves. So that's something to, to consider as well when you're kind of making those life bachelor moves, you know? Yeah. Another thing, getting back to our topic of food really quick, I just want to share before I forget, because I think we've given you a couple of decent recipes that, that you can use. Um, but available online. They're not hard to find. But no, I mean, things to get you started. Absolutely. I'm just going to talk about two really quick on the go type of breakfast stuff that you can because a lot of times, you know, we're rushing in the morning and we're trying to get out on time to, you know, beat traffic and all that stuff. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm kind of rushing into the office is really simple breakfast. You know, I love my coffee. So I have my coffee made every day. And I will normally down that with two different types of things. Uh, on some days, I will have, I will slice up an apple into threes. And I would just uh, put a nice, healthy spoonful of peanut butter on each one and smear that around. And then I have apples and peanut butter for breakfast. And I'm good to go, you know, along with my coffee. Um, I'm fabulous to go. Nice little thing. with the apple, some protein with the peanut butter. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, and you're good. And then what I do, I kind of maintain that. Sometimes what I will do, if I'm feeling slightly fancy, just slightly, <laughs> I, will, uh, I will make some toast. And then again, I will smear peanut butter. And then sometimes just to give me that added jolt of energy, 
if I have it, I will put some type of jam on that. So it's almost like a peanut butter and jelly, but on toast. And I just eat that along with my coffee. Again, good to go. And they're super simple. It's not like it's going to take 30 minutes or anything like that. It's not even like a minute. You know, you slice up the apples in less than a minute. You get your toast a little bit, you know, uh, crispy in less than a minute. And you're good to go. You know, those are two good breakfast ideas if you're someone who's constantly like either waking up late or you're you just got to go because traffic you know those are two quick ideas and they're kind of cost effective because if you buy a loaf of bread that will last you uh throughout the week if let's say you're going to have that every day just let's just say that will last you opposed to like i'm going to stop off at mcdonald's or dunkin donuts and i'm going to buy uh their breakfast sandwich and a cup of coffee because it's more convenient yeah but you're spending a lot more money yeah you know in order you're, you're, to you're paying that. for keep track of that think about it yeah actually stop and think about it and see how much you're, you're you're spending on it and this is absolutely not a young people drink too much starbucks that's why they can't afford shit no this it is stacked against us they have done everything they can to cut us off at the goddamn knees economically oh yeah this is about survival Mm -hmm. This is not like, and then you'll own a house. Nope, absolutely not. They have done everything they can to remove that option. This is so you can eat again next week. Yes, exactly. And the other thing is that you you want to do this because that extra money that you save from not going to these places every day, even though you think to yourself, it's only $6 or it's only $5 or if I only do their dollar menu, you know, it's like 2 or $3. Uh, 2 or $3 at the end of the week it's a little bit of chunk of change, right? Yeah. You know, it's a little Maybe bit of something extra. It's gas money, but two or three dollars, and you spread that out over the course of the month. You know, that's that's a nicer chunk of change. And you can use that towards other things that might pop up. And trust me, shit's gonna pop up all the damn time. You know? yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna have yeah. always have some type of situation. And let me give you a personal example this is a vada personal example uh carlo will get a kick out of this so okay. uh not that he'll get a kick out of it he'll be like what the fuck <laughs> so what ends up happening is last week and this is just something that happened to me this week but last week we had kind of our first freeze down here in houston uh, for our our winter you know our version of winter and uh for some stupid reason, the blower in my Jeep wasn't working. So I could turn on the heat or the AC or whatever, and it just, nothing was happening. It was dead. So I was furious because here I am driving into work. My shield is frosted over. I'm like, and this is how I die by going into work with a no visibility type of shit. So later on the next day, I took it to my mechanic who looked at it and he's like, it's uh, the resistor and the blower are out because uh, a wire short circuited between the fuse and all this other stuff. And that had to get changed. But this was also a problem that we were worked on last year. But he couldn't find, I know, uh, he couldn't find the warranty stuff on it. 
So me and him came to an agreement. He wasn't going to charge me labor. He was going to take care of an oil change for me. He wasn't going to charge me labor. But because he couldn't find the warranty stuff on it, he said he had to charge me the parts. And I was like, okay, fine. Uh, which, you know, I get it. It's okay. You know, but that was still $250. Yeah. All right. So that's $250. Then... <laughs> So let's see, I got my car back on a, I want to say that that was Thursday. So I got my car back on Thursday. Friday, I go out, uh, back to the job. Mm -hmm. The lunch situation pops up. It's uh, my mom's birthday. I need to run out and buy her a gift. So I go out, leave my job go to buy her gift i'm coming back and as i'm waiting at a red light this ford f-150 rams me from behind <laughs> right after the day that i get my my car's ac working again you know and then the blower and then boom hits me from behind so when i tell you shit is going to come up and it is going to happen i am assuring you Shit is going to come up and shit is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and you want that extra cash in case something happens. You know, you really do. And, and one of the ways you can get a little extra cash without having to kill yourself by getting a second job is by minimizing what you're eating i'm I'm not saying starve yourself in any ways whatsoever but i am saying you don't have to cost of what you're eating right look at the cost of your um i go out to buy breakfast every day at said fast food store i mean restaurant Mm -hmm. opposed to i make my own damn breakfast every day at my house uh what you pay for a loaf of bread and peanut butter compared to what you're paying every day for the coffee and a breakfast combo meal is night and day. And you never really realize that, but it is a big, big difference. And if, if you're lucky enough that you, or maybe if you just want to put a positive spin on it and be less doom and gloom, um, then that's your play around money. Hmm? Like uh, I, uh, to take back to an older episode, uh someone was teasing me because i told them i went out got some cigars and i was because i was sharing it with a friend um gave my friend a cigar had one of my own we talked about it and they're like that's so weird because like you you always give us give me shit because i I smoke cigarettes Mm -hmm. well because a nick fit is a weakness a cigar is a luxury and that's the difference Mm -hmm. also i don't waste as much money it's like what do you mean like well how much did you pay for the pack of cigarettes like yeah it was like 12 bucks okay this cost me 150 dollars for these cigars like and then how am I going to eh, how often do you buy a pack of cigarettes? Like, like once a week. And I slap them for lying to me. And they're like, okay, like I get like two packs a week. You're two packs a week. Some people don't even consider that smoking that much. Yeah. Two packs a week. Great. So that's $24 a week. All right. So that over the whole year, that's 24, round up and say 25 a week, four weeks a month. That's $100 a month over the course of a year. That's over a thousand dollars. You're an idiot and you smell bad and you smell homeless. I have a cigar once or twice a month, cost me $125. And you know what? I share with friends. 
Yeah. And it's a big, big <laughs> difference in that cost. It so really it can be the difference of your luxury mm-hmm. versus like the need to spend money constantly because it is. But wouldn't it be better to save that up and the, a couple, the few hundred dollars you go out and take yourself to a really nice dinner with somebody? I would much rather take a friend to a fabulous dinner than go to McDonald's twice a week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you kind of have to weigh out what's more important to you as well. You know, and it's hard. Don't we're not going to pretend that it's easy to make that decision to work harder because it always takes work. It always takes work, more work on your part to save money. Yes. It's not nothing is built for you to save money. Everything is built to trick you into losing money and dying destitute. Absolutely. It takes work and a lot of mental fortitude and a lot of resilience and it should be applauded and it should be strived for. Not easy, but rewarding. Another simple uh, approach I found, again, if you put in the work beforehand, you can save a lot of money. Um, I plan to go, I'm going to go do my shopping today uh, for, the, for the next week. And I have a list. I'm going to eat before I go. And I'm going to have a list. And this helps me twofold. If you go shopping for groceries while hungry, you will come back with chips and ice cream and gummy bears <laughs> and garbage. And then at the end of the day, and then you're like, oh, well, what am I going to eat tonight? Because everything you're thinking is what I can eat right now. And you stop thinking about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you get snacks. You get like, ooh, let me get, ooh, a roast chicken. I'll get like a whole roast chicken. That's good. It's economical. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to eat that tomorrow. Well, then it's not economical. You're th- wasting chicken. You're wasting your food. You're wasting mm-hmm. your money. But yeah, you got a whole, you got like, I got a can of green beans. Why? They looked good. What are you going to do with the green beans? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get to go with this. Yeah, you didn't because you didn't plan ahead. Add chips, add up ice cream, add the junk food too. Like if you want it, you want it. That's an indulgence. You should, mm-hmm. you should live happily. You should only eat uh, soybeans and, and lettuce because that's what, that's all you deserve. No, but plan for that. I'm going to get a bag of chips mm-hmm. and I'm going to get those little chip clips. I'm not going to eat the whole bag in one sitting. I'll have a few, put it on a plate with my meal, have a little chips. That's fine. Dessert, I'm going to have ice cream every once in a while. That's fine. Like You have your indulgences. But if you make that list and you see that you have like 12 items and eight of them are fucking junk food, you're going to go, wait, maybe no. Maybe I'll get some fucking lettuce in there. Let me get some carrots or something. Yeah, you know, don't. Which, which should bring us to another topic of how does one take care of themselves? And before we jump into that, I have, I'm just going to give one other little savings tip one other savings tip and it's not so much exactly savings but something that's less of an impact when it happens okay so and and this is kind of coming this episode is kind of coming around the right time uh so for us in a couple of weeks what major holiday is it going to be carlo it's gonna be adonalia something like that so it's gonna be christmas and one thing about christmas is you do a lot of gifts now uh carlo is not a fan of christmas because why carlo i've 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 embraced christmas as a reason to love others and huddle in the dark against the uh, huddle in the the warmth of each other against the dark but i don't like a lot of the crassness of christmas because my birthday is december 25th Mm-hmm. And every year as a child, uh, family members would tell me uh, the same joke. I didn't know if I should get you a Christmas present or a birthday present. So I got you nothing. <laughs> At all. 
we got this for Christian. We got this for your for your brother. Well, we know what he likes. I'm like, I like money. I like you could just give me money. I like money. You could give me gift cards to restaurants. Like I was like, I would give them options. You give me these things. Like, oh well, you shouldn't ask for things for Christmas. He what? You asked him what he wanted, so you bought it for him. Yeah. That's what he got. Yeah. For my birthday. Yes. I get nothing. Well, on his birthday, am I gonna get a am I gonna get a gift on his birthday? Well, no, it's his birthday. It's about him. Well, you know, fuck all of you. <laughs> fuck all of you, fuck this holiday. Um, and I think I I started throwing um my Chris my uh island of misfits toys parties because of that. Uh, but one little getting back to it one little saving thing that i find and it's not too difficult to do um is saving in advance for christmas presents because more than likely you have family or friends or friends whose birthday falls on Christmas and you want to be able to get these people something nice. Right. But I mean, that's a lot of people sometimes, you know, like my family alone, Oh, that's 12 people. You know, if I'm buying 12 different gifts and trying to figure out kind of what they like, what they don't like, you know, that can be really pricey, you know? So what you want to do is start saving as soon as January comes around. And let's just say you save the minimum out of each check. So let's say you're able to put $20 away at the end of each check. And let's say just, again, all hypothetical, let's say you get paid once every two weeks. All right. So that's two paychecks in one month. What you can do, you take 20 from each paycheck, okay? So that's 40 bucks a month times that time, uh, times that by 12. And at the end of the year, by the time December rolls around, you should have, provided that you didn't dip into anything, <laughs> about $480 towards Christmas presents. And maybe that will be enough, or maybe it won't. I don't know. That kind of depends on you and your family situation. But then you have $480 to contribute towards that, and you don't feel it as much when the holidays come around and you're like, oh, shit, like all my gifts have to come out of this one check, and I have these bills I have to pay at the same time, you know, uh, it is just going to be a little bit easier on you, not as financially burdensome if you do something like that. So that's also an idea. Maybe you can afford to do a little more. Maybe you can do $30 a, a paycheck or you know whatever. I'm just threw that out as a minimum that if you did 20 per each paycheck at the end of the year, by the time Christmas rolls around, you have $480 to contribute towards gifts. I don't know if that's good enough for your family or not, but that's just an idea. You kind of adjust that to what you need it to be and boom, there you go. And uh, I found for people that like to give gifts to a lot of people, mm-hmm. if you're going to give, a, like, um, I like to go to coworkers when I like working where, when I like where I work. Um, when I'm planning, I'm planning this for this Christmas actually for my coworkers, they work with about 25 30 people and i did want to get some some of them gifts so 
I, for about 12 bucks, I got a box of 25 individual gift boxes. About this, uh, big enough to hold like a can of soup. Like a little mm-hmm. bitty white, plain white box. For another $5 at a dollar store, I have little bitty bows that I'm going to stick on them. I'm going to go and buy basically leftover Halloween candy. Hmm. Boxes with that. And everyone gets a little something. There you go. Um, yeah. And if they, you know, and anyone I really like and want to get them something nicer, I'm going to get like um, this one girl, I got a uh, metallic pin. It's $5. It was cute. It's her style. Put that in the box there. Boom. You get that as well. Um, this one gentleman I know, he really wants to get into D&D and he's talked about a character he built and he's never got a character. I have an extra D&D mini paint it to look like his character, popping it in there, giving it to him. Very simple. Um, and all in all, I'm probably going to get 25 people, a little, a little something for Christmas. Um, and it's going to put me back about 50 bucks. At most. <laughs> yeah. And there's all kinds of ways you can save during these times. And as a bachelor, that's kind of important. It, it really, really is. So you want to make sure that you have those means of you want to make sure that you can do maybe something nice and something nice on a budget, which is always a good thing to do. Yeah. But let's talk about your dwellings and I'm not going to focus too much on it, but I am going to focus on some things for yourself and for when you have guests. And I did a little bit of research, meaning I called up a few people about it and when one comes over, when you have guests at your house or your apartment or wherever your dwelling is, don't think for a second that you're not being judged. <laughs> Someone is judging you. Uh, and, they're, and they're looking at a couple of key rooms to see how things look. So one thing that you definitely wanted to do is you want to keep up on your cleaning skills. You should clean and you should clean regular. It's not just because of a pandemic that's going on right now, but because it also kind of makes you feel better about yourself when you come home to a, a cleaner place to live, yeah. you know, um, Am I perfect at it? No, but I do try to maintain things like uh, one the rooms that, I try to maintain is the first room anyone sees when they come into my house, which is the living room. So I try to keep the sofas nice and I try to keep the carpet vacuumed and I vacuum the carpet a little bit more than what I want because I have a dog. So his hair gets all over the carpet and uh, things like that. So I'm constantly doing that. But the other thing that I try to do is to have Mm. things that smell nice. Because no one wants to walk into a house and it smells like your dog, you know, (laughs) or it just smells like you. You want it to smell nice, warm and inviting and like it's clean. And you can do that. There's so many ways to do that. I'm not going to go off into all that. But, you know, you, there's Glade for everything, you know, whether you're yeah. plugging it in or you got the little melty wax things or you have the little old jelly stick things where you can stick on the wall type of thing. Uh, you have so many different options. Find a nice, clean scent, nothing overpowering. And I'm going to tell you why nothing overpowering. Um, And a lot of people don't think about this, but we all have different scents that we like. 
right? You know, some people like very strong scents, some people like very light scents. I'm going to tell you to go with a light and or medium scent. Don't go with anything too heavy because when you have guests over, and we tend to forget about this, is sometimes if you have something too heavy, depending on how sensitive they are, maybe they're, they're allergic to something, uh, they could end up developing headaches and your evening has been cut short because they can't stay because you have something so powerful that it could choke a horse and you don't want that you know i think it's also telling that it's not real like this isn't really what your house is like um like i've uh i had heard um a lot of people saying like okay really scrub everything and uh because you're gonna get like your chick you're gonna trick you trick a girl into your house scrub everything and do everything your house should already be scrubbed you should always be scrubbing so it shouldn't stink of bleach like because you never clean you're just pouring bleach on everything and the house has this massively astringent uh antiseptic smell Mm -hmm. no one's gonna go and be like wow he must be working a hospital they're gonna think you're disgusting yeah you had to bleach everything today just to get it livable Mm -hmm. uh when you have an overpoweringly like an overpoweringly powerful um scent like those yankee candles it's like uh like christmas cheer and it smells like cookies being crammed down to your throat it's because your house doesn't normally smell nice and you've just you just put up what you've gone nose deaf and you're you're masking odors and you don't want that you don't want people think oh my god what the hell is this fool hiding so again lighter cleaner sense maybe a medium scent at most but you want to do kind of light stuff because if you're going too powerful a you could gag your guest and b they're gonna think what the fuck is he hiding is there a dead body in here you know (laughs) i look if i if it's too strong a scent i start looking for what's wrong yep you start kind of like hmm that sherlock kind of kicks in be like okay (laughs) let's don't eat it in your bedroom yes that bothers the hell out of people eat in the bedroom oh yeah if it's not if it's not like edible panties or something you should not be eating in the bedroom i you know i hate eating in the bedroom i don't (laughs) know a lot of people who are a fan of it i hate eating in the bedroom i hate the idea of crumbs and food in my bed um that just bothers me so i i don't eat in my bedroom but i will eat in my living room in there but huh i'm not even one for having people having like television in my bedroom so I don't either, actually. I don't have a television in my bedroom either. If I want to be entertained, um, my ass is being entertained in the living room while I'm watching my television. But when I'm in my room, I don't want to be watching television. I just want to be able to go in there, go to sleep, or engage in other activities, but <laughs> none of them involving the TV, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and if, and if your if your date wants to watch porn with you, then get a laptop. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. You'll <laughs> mount it to the ceiling, and yeah. <laughs> or you just if you just get the projector up on the mirror. There you go. That works too. Have on the ceiling. <laughs> that's that's kind of brilliant as well. So, uh, there there are other things, but I don't like the television in my room. Um, but that's something that you want to consider. Like one, a keep your house actually clean. Wipe down your counters and stuff. Wipe down tables. You don't. I know we have the tendency to want to come home and just throw our crap on the table. Don't necessarily do that. Maybe you just get like a little, uh, a small coffee table, one of those cheap ones, mm-hmm. with a bowl in it, and you can just throw your crap in there when you come back. Opposed to like, I'm just gonna. Spread everything out on my kitchen table. Yeah, you know, 
don't don't necessarily do that because and I'm going to tell you why. So I called up a couple of women who I knew and I asked them when you first came over to my house what was your marker for my cleansliness? You know, what were you looking for? And don't think that men do not think for a second that when you invite a woman over to your house, that they're not looking to see how clean you are. You know, they are. These are standards of measurements. And even when I go to someone's house, I'm like, my, I have my own standard of measurement as to like, ooh, I would definitely come back here. Ooh, I will never return to this house again. You know, <laughs> I kind of have my own standards. Uh, but out of the, the few women that I did ask, two of them said it was the kitchen. They look at the kitchen to see what was the cleanliness of the kitchen. And only one said it was the bathroom, which is my marker. I check out someone's bathroom to see, uh, to check out the cleanliness of the bathroom because it's supposed to be hygienic in there because that's where you maintain your hygiene, right? And if it looks disgusting or questionable, I may, to where I may not even want to use your bathroom, uh, that, that's kind of a problem. Kitchens, I'm more lenient towards because they're supposed to get a little messy every now and then. You cook in there, you have some dishes maybe you didn't immediately get to. So a little bit of mess in the kitchen, for me, it's fine. But the bathroom is is my standard. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, if it looks like something out of a horror movie. It, it's just like, um, no, I can't. I cannot return to this place. Uh, but that's just me. But people do judge you on how you you keep things, you know? And and people kind of determine whether they want to, I don't, I don't want to say whether they want to hang out with you, but if they want to continue to see you, if it's a romantic type of interest, based on how disgusting you can be. <laughs> And that shouldn't be the like, that shouldn't be the only reason you take care ba take basic care of yourself. It should no. be self sufficiency again. What we were talking about here, but that is that's part of it. That is the people like other people like judge you for it. The idea of like, well, it doesn't bother me. I'm comfortable like this. Are you? Are you? I don't. I don't believe that. Really? I think it's uh, it may be the uh, effect of a larger problem. It's a good barometer for me and a few. I have a, a friend of mine as well. We both know how bad we are, like our mental state is based on how, like how often we clean. It's like, oh, that's how bad it is right now. I need to do, I need to work on this. I need to talk to somebody. Um, for me, I, I also advocate this because um, again, with how you spend your money, I hate doing laundry. For mm -hmm. me, it'll be a, like, I'll fine, I'll do it. It's been two months and I have a huge pile of laundry <laughs> and it's going to take up the whole fucking day. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to two days to do laundry. It's actually gotten to that point sometimes. So I discovered because uh, I live in a major city, thank God, there is a service that will show up and you just leave your, 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 your dirty laundry in a bag on your doorstep. They pick it up. 24 hours later, they bring it back. It is clean How, to your specifications. I want light starch, medium starch, high starch. Uh, I want natural fabric softener. I don't give a fuck. Um, whatever you want. Folded, wrapped in like a little plastic wrap thing so it's airtight. Uh, folded and delivered to your doorstep 24 hours later. And I mean, it, and the, the bag is big enough that I could fit into it. Hmm. 
and I have filled that bag. It has been airtight, full of dirty clothes. Comes back 24 hours later, clean, nicely neat. It's a little expensive. It is far more expensive than if I went, because I don't have a washer dryer in my apartment. If I went to a washeteria or washeteria and got my, and did my laundry, it would be maybe 10 bucks worth of quarters, 15 bucks worth of quarters. Say that, right? This is a $75 job. It is all the clothes I own have been cleaned. Shirts have, uh, my, my work shirts are uh, pressed on hangers and uh, with a little bit of a very, very light starch. And just how I like it, socks are even rolled. All of this is done. $75 is a lot of fucking money to do that once a month for my laundry. But I didn't have to do it. Mm. It took 15 minutes of my time across two days. That's it. Yes. They even text me like, hey, we're going to be out in your neighborhood but today. Do you need a pickup? No, thank you. Sorry to bother you. Done. They show up when I, and it's by request. I tell, or they'll, if, if, if they'll remind me like, you haven't had, you want to do your laundry? Nope. Cool. Or I can go, hey, I'd like to get you to pick up on this day. We'll be there that, on that day. It's a fantastic service. Um, but again, there are other things I don't waste my money on knowing that this is where I want to waste my money. I right. Waste my time and, and go on a picnic in the park rather than going to Buca de Peppo and eating too much pasta. And then I, and those jeans that get grass stains, I send them off to the laundromat. They get cleaned and brought back by a professional. Yeah. And I bloody love it. I should ask them if they'll uh, promote uh, the show because I will happily. I, if they give us, if they give me free laundry, I'll definitely. I'll say it every. There episode. you go. There you go. Now, one of the things that that I do because I and I'm going to suggest this out there. When and this is one of those things that you look for in your dwelling, um, or that comes with your dwelling. Because I don't know your situation. I'm I'm, I'm saying dwelling because like for, for me, I bought a house right mm -hmm. so. Yeah my dwelling situation is different than some other bachelor's dwelling situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I don't mind doing laundry, that doesn't bother me. My opposite thing is that I hate doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. I hate doing the dishes. So I would much rather have something that has a dishwasher in it. And that was one of the selling points when I bought this house. I was like, Oh, dishwasher done uh you know <laughs> i don't have to do it every once in a while like i don't mind washing a cup or like you know i gotta wash my coffee mug for the next day type of thing or maybe it's just a couple of plates and i don't want to uh, waste it in the dishwasher but the dishwasher is my thing that that is my luxury item it's like fuck washing all this by hand i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna get all soppy wet because you know i'm scrubbing it too uh vigorously and now my shirt was all soaking so i'm just not going to do that just throw it in the dishwasher let it do its thing and we're done and i'll pull it out when i'm ready <laughs> yeah. and so that's kind of my thing when it comes to the thing that i hate that i want so that's something to be considered you know if there's something out there that you hate whether it's a laundry or it's dishes or maybe it's something else you know maybe you're one of these people who hate you know hauling your trash all the way to the curb you know there are some apartments that actually do like you set it outside and they'll come pick it up for you uh, there's that type of situation as well 
but it kind of like you find the thing you hate and kind of work with it the best you can. And my, my alternative to it is, like I said, the dishwasher. Carlo's alternative is the laundry service. I don't know what your alternative is going to be because I don't know exactly what you hate. Uh, but, you know, it's those are things to consider when you are looking for a dwelling as well. And again, keeping your dwelling clean, that, that is always so important. Uh, you want, it's good for you mentally, but it's also good in the event that you, let's say, listen to our last show and through an impromptu cocktail, cocktail party, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you, or you're just having friends over or you're having a date over and you want it to be clean. You want your place to be clean. Um, which for me can be a huge chore. I don't know if it's a chore for you too. For me, it can be a huge chore because I have this massive dog that leaves hair everywhere. And I swear to God, I find hair in places that just should not possibly fucking have hair. And it's it's everywhere. So um, cleaning is something I kind of have to do because not only is it uh, good for me, but also it's it's pretty visible if I haven't cleaned because his dog hair gets everywhere. I don't, do you have that issue with Martini, Carlo? Not with Martini. She she's a medium hair. So and I have this mitt to brush her with, and I have a little comb. Hmm. Um, when she lets me use it, I get most of her excess fur. She doesn't have a lot of it lying around. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get everywhere, which is fantastic. Um, but for me, my issue is I am uh, dragonborn, and, <laughs> and I have <laughs> scales because. Um, Thank God for you, listener, that this is a uh, not a visual medium. I have psoriasis on a, close to forty percent of my body, which ma- is a um, it, it's a, an immunity disorder and a skin disease at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I grow scales uh, over most of my body that flake off. So if I I have to sweep a couple of times a day, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no way around it. Like that's simply like. Uh, if I got like a little ro- robot Roomba thing and it went around, I'd still have to like, I'd have to clear it out every day. I simply you, create dust. And so. that's, that's an idea too. Like I've, I've seriously considered throwing down those things uh, once or twice in my house, but they're so damn expensive. Yeah. It's, it's like, one of those things like the initial buy-in is a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. but then you can get them that so that they just plug in, they go into this little charging dock all on its own and it's automatic and it probably scares the shit out of the cat. But, but it, it, it's, it's one of those things like if you, if how much does this aspect bother you? Are you going to save up to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Which, which is responsible or you're like, it's not that bad. I'll, I'll do, I'll save that money for something else. Yeah. So. No, I get it. I get it. It's just, you know, pick and choose your battles, but pick them, choose, pick and choose wisely is what yeah. I should say. Really consider why you're making that choice. Yeah. And because that's money that could be saved. Um, now as for your own personal care, I'm just going to throw this because maybe we should have our own series on personal care on this particular topic, like its own special thing. Um, I'm going to suggest this, um, gentlemen, 
deodorant every day i don't care if you're going out or not you want to do deodorant every day no one wants to smell your funk because you become immune to the smell and you just want to make sure that you definitely always smell nice and decent especially if should anyone just pop by but deodorant bathe regularly uh that's something that i cannot emphasize enough and the reason i i'm saying this as a man who was a former high school teacher and now works at a university, I am telling you, there is a body odor situation out there <laughs> that should not be in existence. There is no shame to, and some people can just do deodorant. There's no shame to antiperspirant. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit. Wear something to where I can't actually smell you. <laughs> That's that's a problem. So please uh, bathe regularly. Yeah. Uh, and something subtle. Don't douse yourself in body spray that so you smell like a thirteen-year-old boy uh, on his first date. Mm -hmm. Subtle. Just yeah. If, if I can smell subtle. you before I see you, there's a goddamn problem. Yes. Honestly, oh, you God. should not smell anyone unless they were within a foot of you. Mm -hmm. Because you don't need to be within a foot. My nose should not be within a foot of your body mm -hmm. unless I'm that close. I, okay, I'm willing to smell you because I'm letting you within a foot of me. Especially right now. If I can smell you right now, it's a goddamn problem. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, that's something that you need to do. You need to make sure that you are always of proper hygiene because you don't want other people to be offended. Uh, you definitely don't want to offend yourself. But again, you go nose blind after a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Um, 100%. You want to make sure of that. Because it's something that, again, doesn't just... You may go nose blind to it. But something that permanent, you know, that, that flows throughout your dwelling. And people can smell it when they come in or when you go out to pick something up, whether it's a groceries or you're going to class or you're going to work, you know, people can smell that. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want that funk flying around you. So it's not just good for yourself, but it's also a huge courtesy to others. Do not be funky, you know, yeah. uh, don't be funky. <laughs> yeah. You, you never know. You may be at a grocery store or at target and you may look up and oh my god she's she's gorgeous or i want to get to know this person and and they they look at you and they may think the same thing but then they smell you and like oh god no and then there you go <laughs> there went your magical moment because you smelled like shit and you definitely do not want that to happen you always want to smell nice and we'll yeah. we'll probably kick this off another time with all the types of colognes you can have and different types of shaving products that will make you smell pretty but definitely do not in the meantime do not go out funky do not yeah. if you know you haven't taken a bath that day fucking go take a bath before you go out so oh, and if you're a, if you're a guy who complains that women go uh, are dressed up in workout gear to go get starbucks and you wear a fucking basketball jersey and shorts everywhere. So same. You're not. You're this. It's it, it's fucking worse because you look like a child because you're dressing up like my favorite sports star is number sixteen. I'm sixteen <laughs> too. You're a fucking child. Yes. You're an adult. If a woman wants to dress up like workout gear and she's going to Starbucks at the moment, maybe she's going later. That's not my fucking business. At least she's not dressed like a child. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going out in my Superman cape. He's my hero, so I dress like him. That's stupid. You're a child. Dress like an adult. Wear some pants. I, I've worn the Superman cape once or twice to work, so... <laughs> Well, that's a sex thing. I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Yeah, like, well, you know, it, it's a job requirement sometimes. They, we had superhero day every now and then. Like, so I uh, dressed like the for the job I wanted, and my job, the job I want is to fuck super. This is fuck Margot Kidder. <laughs> <laughs> that's the job I want. Oh God, wouldn't that be a great job? So, but yes, definitely uh, watch the way you dress when you go out. Um, watch how you smell when you go out like right now i'm be very honest i'm not wearing anything fabulous i'm wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and some jeans but if i had to run off to target or to go meet someone it's it's good enough to where i could be like if carlos said hey let's let's go over here and grab a coffee i could do it i look i look presentable enough to go do it you know, slap on some nice shoes and maybe just to go that extra mile, I might slap on a, a decent cologne too. You know, it's just me and Carlos, so nothing fancy, maybe just some old spice. And <laughs> I know it is absolutely me being a curmudgeonly old fuck. I like old spice. I like <laughs> that is absolutely aftershave I wear I wear. But I have the weirdest thing, I actually I get complimented on it. Because I, it actually makes sense for me because I am somebody's grandpa. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, you know what? I, I was like, when I wear it, it's like, I'm going to cater to women with daddy and grandpa issues today and splash it on. <laughs> I, I just, I come across as such a, like, uh, an fud, old fuddy-duddy gentleman. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I can be loud and crass as, uh, as anyone, or more so because I have such a wonderful vocabulary. But I so many people find me as this like calming uh capybara like presence mm-hmm. so it makes sense because i'm not wearing old spice because like look at me ladies i'm an adult man that talks like this in order to get sex no i'm not i'm not i, I don't wear old spice like a, like a child wears old spice i wear like somebody's grandpa wears old spice i i this is what i wore when i went when this is what i wore when i went to world war ii <laughs> as an old, old man, <laughs> as the very old man that you know me to be, that's what I wore. So it's like I'm still wearing it. I'm not like picking it up. That's that's the, the that's what it how it comes across. Like mm-hmm. because I've actively uh, I was complimented by the gorgeous woman, complimenting on Ornella. She liked that I wore. Oh it. yes, yeah, she I loved remember. it. I wore full of spice because she, one, she didn't see me as a sexual creature. It's like, well, I'm not gonna have sex with you. I wouldn't know how sex with somebody that wears old spice. But she did. But she was like, "It works for you because you're like, you know, like a fun grandpa." I was like, "I will take it. There that is go. kind of my personality. That's fine." I wear it every now and then because I forget that I have it. Like I am a gentleman, uh, a term you may want to get familiar with, uh, a cologne whore. Okay, so I have all I, your I, terms have whore at the end, right? I I boast whore and shoe whore and yeah, but I'm a cologne whore. And I boast over 50 bottles of different colognes. And one of them is Old Spice. And because I have so many of them, I forget that I have Old Spice. So I'm like, oh, my God, I have this? And I'm like, every now and then, just like, let's just splash a little on. uh, Just because it's been forever since I've worn it. And uh, yeah, so I do that. And every now and then, someone will tell me. And I always think it's hysterical when they say it. I'm like, oh, that smells spicy. And I was like, yeah, no shit. It's Old Spice. 
it's, it's because any cologne like people like people have this idea especially like uh because it's 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 a, it's like an 80 percent marketing cologne hmm. you want to smell like this famous person's butthole buy our cologne. <laughs> they, didn't they didn't wear that cologne when they were getting famous this was something they picked out like i like it i guess many years later it has nothing to do with what makes this this person uh rich and powerful zero it has nothing to do with that but they've attached your name to it so do you want to smell like his butthole buy this cologne mm-hmm. so ryan reynolds butthole <laughs> oh the butt but um, he didn't wear that when he became big it's, it's pointless Antonio so banderas it was like leather and pussy it's so amazing <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assume it smells like. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm a believer of like finding cologne that works for you, how you are now. And um, they don't always work on everyone. No, there they don't. Ones that are great. Like find, find the type of cologne that works for you. For me, it's going to be um, more spice and leather and smoke. Like, like very masculine sense. Cause I'm not a, a, I'm not a butch person by any stretch, but I do have a calming, old man type like a old knows what he's doing like knows what he's talking about energy so i kind of that's kind of what i have that's what i should smell like if i got like perfumey powdery um kind of richer flowery scents that wouldn't work on me but there are plenty of guys that works great on like they like cedar and pine moss kind of a scent doesn't work on me i'm not a naturey guy i don't smell naturey i smell like old refined things mm-hmm. tobacco smoke uh pipe smoke and leather and pepper that makes sense that just that's my personality um a friend of mine she wanted to get this like kind of kind of sweet smelling uh like pink flower kind of uh scent mm-hmm. and she was like i really like this scent what do you think it's like that's a wonderful scent you shouldn't wear it yeah it, it didn't work for her i was like you are powdery and cloudy you should go for like rain or or uh or a talcum powder sort of that soft powdery just kind of rounded out sense sharp sweet sense don't work for you it makes you smell childish you i'm wondering that would be great you it's should just... you should smell like a summer's eve <laughs> <laughs> i did it i've made the joke <laughs> Yes, he did. Carlo is cringing, but if you can only yes, see Carlo right now, he is cringing like, God damn it, Vada, uh, why don't you just shut the fuck up? I saw you like grinning like an animal for a second. I was like, I guess he's like, he's, he's like, I thought you were like looking on your phone at something funny or something. No. It's just like, you just like, ooh, I have a thing. I, I have something good to say. Well, you said something. <laughs> I said I use my words. I use my words. <laughs> but just, well, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're going to have to have a whole series on cologne and scent uh, type of thing. That'd be interesting. I'd be down for that. I, I think that'd be a wonderful series to have. Um, I think, but you know, again, it goes back to taking care of yourself, smelling nice when you're in public, being out there. Uh, those are things that you definitely need to do. And just one more little tip about smells in your house, because this triggered something, you know, don't be scared to order some essential oils on Amazon or places like that. Because one thing that I do, like if I don't feel like plugging in Glade and, and my house smells like, you know, tropical raccoon fart or whatever the mm, scent yeah. is that they got, uh, what I do is I have 
bottles of essential oils. And one of the, the couple of them that I keep on hand is going to be uh, cinnamon oil and peppermint. Okay. And so sometimes I just put those like little droplets in the living room and in the bathroom and sometimes in my bedroom. And it just is this wonderful, wonderful uh, scent. It's not going to be something that lasts for like an entire month. But if you have guests coming over and you need to do something in a pinch, they're, they're, they are scents that are pleasant. They so, will fill the room and they're not like, oh, my God, what, what fucking animal died in here type of thing. You know? <laughs> Did a cinnamon fucking apple in here? What happened? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Now, um, I should I should point this out because I I um, I had uh, peppermint and spearmint oil that uh, I was putting in a little bit of water to and to dilute it, and I was using it as a spray. Um, partially, because uh, mint is a deterrent for bugs, mm. but I found out a lot of those oils, a lot of essential oils, are really damaging to pets. So, if the overuse of it can accumulate in their liver, I think it's the liver or their pancreas, and can do a lot of harm. Yes. So if this is something you're doing all the time, like their body doesn't process it like humans. For right. us, it's just like, oh, it smells nice, and then we just flush it out of our system. Animals, dogs, and cats can't do that. You're not. And you need to research those things, you know, before you get a pet, or if you have a pet, you know, can I use, you know, what scents are damaging or offensive or bad for dogs or cats? You know, I know one thing that um, that I found is like if you go buy the spray can stuff. For your bathroom, um, the air fresheners, you shouldn't buy the ones that say neutral or neutral air because that causes problems for dogs. Carlo, has it come to an end? I think I think we've done a good start on the on the subject. I really do want to come back to this with uh, with other insights we have and maybe insights from other people that we know. I think um, I think so. And if our wonderful, wonderful, ever-growing audience, didn't you say we got um, a new surprise location listener? Yes, Norway. How are you in Norway? Uh, oh, hell, I imagine. We would love <laughs> to hear from you. Email us out there in Norway. Uh, let us know what you think of our show. And for anyone who wants to let us know what they think of our show, whether you're one of our many other nations who are listening to us, whether it's Russia, Norway, Germany, uh, Singapore, uh, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Erangobra, whatever you have going, feel free to email us at... No, you do the emails. I do the okay stuff. at the VCR show at gmail.com. Again, that's the VCR show at gmail.com. Or feel free to post and take a look at our social medias at the VCR show at uh, at the VCR show on Instagram and at uh, on Twitter is the same name. Uh, feel yeah, just drop us a line saying hi and or your suggestions. Remember, this applies to everybody. So. I, we would love to get more points of view as uh, ladies or what or anyone else that has a thought or something that we missed on this subject or if you want to refute something like no you shouldn't have to cook three ingredients you must be a proper chef or feel free to make your voice yeah. heard give us your ideas your opinions no one's wrong here except for you but give us your ideas and your opinions <laughs> because me and carla would love to look at it and again uh instagram twitter 
hit us up on our email and let us know how we're doing. Yeah, if you have a specific question for us, hit us yeah. up on the on the Twitter and we may we may answer you in the show. Absolutely. Definitely do that. So until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. Bye-bye. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to thevcrshow at gmail.com.